0: Welcome to Mavs Moneyballs Group Therapy, I'm Kirk Henderson, and uh, what a garbage fire of a game. However, it started at 4.30, was over before dinner time, uh, and we're here a little later because I had real life stuff to do. I apologize for the not going live right after the game, which means my normal piss and vinegar self is not going to be happening uh but that game, you know, it, it had the the like the sense of urgency of of a mid like March game for a tanking team. It was uh is real bad. Real bad, not very fun. Uh the Mavericks played terribly, pretty much everybody but Spencer Dinwiddie, I could see uh us having a problem with uh my favorite uh my favorite stat was one provided by my guy Glenn on Twitter who noted that in over the past 4 games 102 minutes from Reggie Bullock he has scored precisely like 5 points which is remarkably impressive um you guys know the drill you want to come up on stage hit the speaker request button uh when you hear your name come up here fire off your take let's not hang out too long it's uh it was a bad game. We got another one tomorrow, and we'll be back at this tomorrow night. So coming up first, we've got my guy Silas. Welcome, Silas. What's happening? Hey, how's it going, Kirk? Welcome. It's going okay. What do you got? What's on your mind tonight? I was actually at the game tonight.
1: Uh, decided to tough it through the hurricane rain and make it, make it out there, and uh, was severely disappointed. Happened to be, like, the worst game of the year so far for the Mavs, but um, Got to say, my highlight is definitely seeing Josh Green in person. It's way different than seeing him on TV. Talk about that. Tell me why. He he just does so much more than so much more than you expect. Like just watching him specifically, and just like how energetic and crazy he is. You know, just like sure. flailing around and everything. It it was it was really great. I, I actually became a Huge fan of his tonight.
0: I like that's an interesting takeaway. I I'm going to my first live game of the year on Saturday. I that that'll be something to kind of look for because you know when you watch games on TV, you're watching from that one specific angle. And unless you're watching the game like kind of on repeat, it's just really hard to not look at the ball. So some of the some of the stuff you notice when you're live is is definitely a different approach. That's that's fun. I mean, he was one of, you know, I, I I basically said Spencer Dinwiddie, but Green, Green, you know, in the steps that we're wanting to see from him, which is sort of a decisiveness that was there tonight. He took six shots in 25 minutes, which is pretty much on par with what I've been hoping to see from him. Um, The threes were pretty busted, but that's fine. He's not going to hit a thousand of them every game. And he did make some really, really nice moves to the basket. You know, he just, he plays with a different energy than just about everybody on the floor and that, matters
1: yeah for sure it was great to see it was definitely an energizer bunny off the bench you know
0: yeah for sure for right. sure how how were the seats where were you sitting there In the was it the amway center yeah yeah we we're in the amway
1: center we we're we we're about 10 rows off the floor and um yeah it was it was really nice i got a good deal it was like 35 dollars. Uh, so yeah it's uh it's that's the, the nice part about living in a city where your team isn't very good you know sure, yeah, <laughs>
0: whatever, but- well, I hope you get to go back and watch some some Palo Banchero games. I watched him a few times over the summer. He is uh, in Vegas. He, he's fun. He's a special player.
1: Yeah, I was definitely a little disappointed he wasn't playing tonight. But I was just happy Luca was playing because, to be honest, I, I thought he was going to be sitting for his matchup against Porzingis tomorrow. So, But anyways, uh, don't want to keep you any longer. I know you've got more people to get to. So hope you have a good night, and hopefully we can win tomorrow. Well, thanks for joining
0: us, Silas. I appreciate you taking some time. All right. Um, counter to what Silas said, we don't actually have anybody waiting because I think everyone wants to move on from this game. Now, if you do have anything you would like to come up here and say, let's, let's get it out. I see a question from my, from my man Saba down there. He said, why can no one other than Luca score consistently? I will say that Spencer has basically only had one bad scoring game, which was the game against the Nets. Otherwise his numbers are pretty off the charts. You know, he's shooting the three ball real well. He's not getting to the line as much. Um, I'm going to be interested to see kind of how that, um, how that goes throughout the rest of uh, the season, because it's, you know, you he's, see he's shooting like nearly 50% from three, which is hilarious considering the volume that he's taking. Um, but to answer your question, Salas, it's it's that the Mavericks were built this way. They were really built to be a Luka-oriented team. I mean, over the course of the summer, once it was clear that Brunson was the Nick and that was done, this very much felt like a year where the Mavericks were going to be sort of taking their medicine, so to speak. Um, and it's it's... A little frustrating because you don't want to ever say it's like a wasted Luka year, but they just don't have a lot of optionality of where they can go with things. And, you know, nobody's really tanking yet. There's a really good question, which I'm going to get to here in a second from the chat about, you know, one of the teams we thought we would were going to be tanking, but it's this is just sort of who the Mavericks are going to be. And we've seen Luca do this for years where he just doesn't take a particular team very seriously. He came out you know, he's not going to be able to shoot 50% from the floor, but Luca was sloppy all over the place offensively. I mean, nine of, was he, nine of 20 28 I mean he was it was bad that's one of the worst shooting performances I've seen from him going back several years uh at least going back to the first half of last year because I just don't remember a Luka game like that Mav fan notes that there were zero turnovers which is my favorite because uh it's hard to turn the ball over and you're shooting all the time uh but I I know what you mean he actually you know was passing the ball pretty pretty well it's there's there's something there um all right, let's see here oh i got one I got a couple of speakers that want to come up and then I see um a question that i that I wanted to answer Where's here Chandler in the chat says, "Is Utah for real? Has anyone watched them The way they play is is really an ideal way to play for regular season basketball because they're playing very fast they're playing very together as a team uh i I don't know if when the pace slows down in the playoffs, if that's something that's sustainable, but they're, they're really squeezing the most from the players that they have. And that is pretty amazing. Jordan Clarkson might be playing the best basketball he's ever played. Um, It's, it's really nuts. I, I I don't have a good answer because, you know, we would expected them to be kind of stinky, but they're the number two team in the league right now. So they can't be that, you know, they're not bad. <laughs> like, like there's a floor on them. They're 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 really interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward to watching them because they 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 just play like a fun style of basketball. It's it's nice to see. Okay, my guy Jose is waiting. How are we doing, Jose? What's up?
2: I'm doing, Kurt. Oh, uh, uh, damn! I said I'm doing, Kurt. Oh, uh, whoa! Uh, I'm doing well, Kurt. Appreciate you for asking. How are you? Um, yeah, but you
0: know, I I had like watching that game gave me a headache because it was just a slow drip of death because the Mavericks were simply unable to score 19 turnovers. The magic had Dallas had 10 points. That's hard.
2: Look, man, it it was impressive that we were up only two. And I think by that time it was halftime and they had already turned the ball over maybe 10 or 12 times. Mm -hmm. And, And I was just dumbfounded. I mean, our three-point percentage, I think, at that time was also at like 42% to their 50%. And then they were able to hit their free throws as well, as opposed to us not being able to convert at the line. Uh, All that stuff matters. If you're not winning the rebound battle you damn sure got to win in every other battle <laughs> and making your shots, making your free throws uh, turnover ratio and and all the good little marginal things.
0: I mean, it's really surprising they didn't get beat by like 35 when you start like staring at the numbers.
2: Right, right. Uh, also, it, it's just I'm tired of Lucas saying this is on him that they need to come out better and, and stuff like that. Like he he's the leader. If you don't set the example from the beginning, then most likely we're going to lose that game. Uh, This is the fourth straight year where he's had to say, oh, well, this is all me. You know, we didn't prepare for the team. Why? Why didn't you prepare for the team? They're professional NBA players. You know, they might not have a Luca on their team. They might not have a KD on their team, but they're still professional NBA players. I think they probably saw Paulo wasn't going to play tonight and they were like, oh, yeah, we could just, you know, we could just rest up or or whatnot. But also rest is another thing I wanted to touch bases on because this is a team that you're supposed to beat. Uh, that first Magic matchup a, a week or so ago, and it came down to the wire and it was just like, why? <laughs> why are we coming down to the wire on the like, lower-end tiers of, of the NBA. And, like, we, we need to be able to put these teams away, especially if you're on a back-to-back night. Put yeah. the team away early. Give your young guys Jaden Hardy and maybe McKinley Wright, if you brought him up. I think i seen Jaden Hardy on the bench. But th- this is the time where you could develop this is where development becomes an important factor when you draft a guy in the second round and you want to just give him some time like jaden hardy deserves to be out there in my opinion and well, and then, it's
0: so difficult cuz they they've played 10 games and nine of them have come down to clutch time and that is on the one hand we we i'm pleased to have seen the wins that they've had in clutch time on the other hand, could we put somebody away because that's how you get these guys' minutes? They have had the, the one blowout loss or win. Now they haven't been blown out on the losing side, which I'm grateful for, but it's an element of taking you know, if you look at the rest of the minutes distribution, they actually did a pretty good job tonight with everybody but Luca and Spencer. Like a lot of guys played and got some minutes, but then they lost the game. So, you know, they're they're gonna come out tomorrow against the Wizards and I wonder if they had kind of maybe had like a a rest day in mind for one of the starters. I'm not sure they can afford to do that because if you lose two straight, you know, and against teams that are frankly not expected to be in the playoffs, like that's, that's just, it's an ugly, it's an ugly way to, to to finish off what was had been a pretty good home road uh, uh homestand
2: exactly and like the the Jazz and and Raptors games those are some notable victories those are the things that that like we look back on later in the mm-hmm. season and we're like man we really earned those wins <laughs> early in the season That's right and and um you know. Some something you kept saying in the all season is the Mavs have to get off to a fast start and taking these like losses against the Orlando magic. And uh, I don't know about the wizards tomorrow, but it's, it's just like, this matters later on. And when we're hoping maybe a golden state at the time just starts to fall off and they don't, they just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also just wanted to say like, also, the blowout if we could get a blowout going you could get faku <laughs> to come in and show why we signed him you know uh some people said he was just gonna be lucas buddy on the bench okay well we have theo pinson for that sure we we have tyler dorsey on a two-way for that like some people say these end of the bench guys don't matter, but to me they do because if you're on a NBA team, you had to contribute some type of way. A lot of people will say Theo's is the hype man. He's going to talk shit to the best players. He's going to get in their head. whatnot. Okay. Besides that, what else is the Theo doing for you? Right. Um, what is Faku doing for you? If he's just sitting down on the bench, not getting any minutes. Uh, and I have to reemphasize Jaden Hardy what is he doing for you if you drafted him and 3 years goes by quick <laughs> I mean look at the Jalen Brunson situation look at the Josh Green situation when Josh Green wasn't getting minutes with Rick Carlisle and last year we finally got to see a little bit more you're like oh man he's he's years away like we still got to give him more time but with this whole Luca and pairing with a second star, it's like, how much time do you have? I mean, I want to be optimistic about that, but I've seen Dirk struggle for years without a competent team around him. And who knows if Luca is the same? I hate to get all doom and gloom because, no, no, it, no. It's, it's a, it, that, like,
0: scoring 87 points and in the way they did it, where they looked so inept is it's just the sort of game that causes you to question your priors because we've seen them win some good games. You're like, okay, you know, if they were, if like, I, I opened with the Nets win the other night where it's like, if they would have lost that game, that would have been like a big doom and gloom game. Because once again, they just sort of slowly collapsed. What I'm not entirely sure, you know, what this game did for me is it emphasized how valuable Christian Wood is to the offense because he can get his own shot. Spencer was the only person besides Luca who could get a bucket on their own. I mean, we're we're reasonably killing uh Reggie Bullock for being so ineffective offensively. But at least, you know, Reggie doesn't force things that aren't there. But it it if you don't have anybody on the team that can sort of get things for themselves, then it when things get you know mucked up a little bit, as they are wont to do in a in an NBA game, you need somebody who can go out and score. And Dallas just didn't have that. I thought kids rotations were really bad tonight. Um, I think they're pretty iffy most of the time this point in the year, to be honest with you, but it's early. So I can kind of, I think we can all sort of uh, respect that. But the fact that the Mavericks rolled out there in the third quarter where they started out 50 to 50, uh, 54 to 50 and the magic and and Luca and uh, Spencer played most of the quarter and the magic gained ground is really bad. Like, that's the sort of thing where I almost wished for Carlisle's overcoaching to call some uh timeouts, draw some plays up, and get a bucket, and they, they just couldn't do it. So there's elements of this game that that were quite reasonably frustrating, but you know I want to chalk it up to it just being one of those nights. You know, this'll it's there, they they played Tuesday. I'm sorry, they played Monday, Wednesday, then they're playing Thursday. We're getting into the grind of the season. And the Mavericks, Luca in particular, better buck up because it's been a while since he's played basketball this consistently. Uh, You know, last January on, basically, where he was playing a ton of hoop every day. And it just getting into that grind and coming out and performing night in and night out is what makes a superstar a superstar. It's what made Dirk unbelievable. And there's elements of that where Luca has to bring it. You mentioned it earlier in your comments. I just I hope I hope for some more from him. I, I I hope that he actually, you know, plays tomorrow night and really, you know, sticks it to Porzingis. He seems to like those sorts of games. He's gotta do the Michael Jordan thing where he finds fake bullshit to get mad about and and come out and play real hard. Like it's elements of that where you know, you want to forgive him and say, "All right." You know, see, it was Bobby in the chat saying, "Yeah, nine points of thirty games in a row." I hear you, but the offense was built this way for him. So if if he wants to be the workhorse, he's going to have to be the workhorse. So you could tell he was just kind of bored from the get go. I mean, it, it, it's fine; he's he's allowed to have an off game. But just as long as we understand that when he has an off game, the Mavericks are going to lose.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like. This is kind of why I'm a advocate for for Josh Green type players, energy, like, sure. yeah, yeah, guys that could just constantly move, like Josh Josh Green for for all the flight that he's gotten has at least shown that he could get to the rim, take the contact, finish, and that's taken up until this year to show that he's able to do that. In all ten games, he's at least flashed one of those layups where he takes contact and lays it up and we get the points. Uh, so having guys that could at least be versatile in their skill sets is very valuable. And the Mavericks just don't have many of those type of sure. guys. And I, I hope that we could just get maybe one more guy like that in, in here. Cause man, I, I do not want to see guys just standing still for 10, 15 seconds each play on a half-court set. Uh, That's not entertaining. This game was honestly unwatchable for for most of (laughs) the majority of it just because not not the time slot necessarily because after work, um, after working out and everything, of course, I want to wind down, but at the same time, this is something I love. So it's like, I'm going to give it full attention. But when the product is just boring, it's like, all right, what else is on? Because sure. I'm not going to waste my time watching this shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, I spent enough time up here on stage. Uh, Kirk, I appreciate you for bringing me. Up. Turn in. Oh,
0: of course. I mean, this is, this is, uh, it's just one of those games you move on from um i i don't know like it, it's you guys have listened to me long enough to where like when i'm real fired up and have a strong take on things i'm definitely going to let you hear it um there's there's elements of what the mavericks do that i think that we all sort of just have to sort of be a little bit realistic about what has transpired you know luca has been hysterically demonstrative about JaVale McGee the past two games, like in ways that I've never seen Luca in a game be irritated with teammates. Uh, JaVale McGee shot like a really like, like Hakeem Olajuwon ran through a fax machine 20 times type, like shake and bake shot tonight where Luca on the bench was so disgusted. Like it was laugh out loud, funny. And then last night when JaVale tried to, or I'm sorry, on uh, Monday night when JaVale tried to throw Luca an entry pass from the top of the key and just like turned it over, JaVale was never, Javel didn't go back in after that happened because Luca was like irritated at the thing. So there's elements of this, guys, where I think we have to watch where Luca's sort of flexing the ability that he has as a superstar. I think as a 23 year old man, he wants, and frankly, from where he's grown up in a, in a basketball perspective, he wants to have the power uh, or he wants the 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 people who are in positions of authority within the team, meaning the coach and GM, to do the things they are supposed to do. He doesn't wa- you know he doesn't want to be making those decisions. But I will tell you, Jason Kidd isn't coach unless Lucas signs off on it, okay? So like there are things there's power dynamics involved here where Luca's going to flex here and there. Okay. And when Javel McGee, I'm not JaVale me, when Jalen Brunson walks, there have been enough people, reporters and such, that have sort of seemed to, they've all basically passed along the fact that Luca was fine taking on more responsibility. I think that, you know, my, my buddy Matt Moore from the Action Network, the guy who does all the betting, who has a ton of stuff on Luca for MVP and for scoring title and stuff, thinks he and I were having a discussion the other day that essentially boiled down to, He he thinks that this may be the year that Luca tries to, to, you know, go for some awards because the Mavericks aren't positioned to win, you know, anything past a a first-round series. And, you know, then maybe after that, flex some of his, you know, I'm a superstar muscle and, and get some more help in here. I mean, the Mavericks really aren't in a position to bring in any help. I still think they win 50 games. Because when, you know, if Luca's going to score, you know, 28 points a game or 36 points a game or whatever wild-ass statistic we come up with, the Mavericks are going to be pretty, pretty good. Um, Okay. We had one more question there. Mr. Dang, what's up? How you doing? We there, Doe? Doe's in the chat. Give him a second here to uh, unmute himself. Uh,
3: There we go. Hey, Kurt. Yeah, you know, the first you're, half you're, you're, was you're honking good. again. Hey, can you hear me? I can. The first half was okay, but the second half was just utter bizarre.
0: Yeah. What did you what did what it really likes beeping whenever I'm talking. That's
3: hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well the second half was I, I just terrible why. to watch. Yeah. It was really tough to watch that that fourth quarter. The thing that really upset me is last night. We had some great elements on the pick and roll with, with Green, but we got away from it. Why didn't we run pick and rolls with Green and Luca?
0: So the thing about pick and rolls and Luca that I don't quite know how to quantify just yet is that Luca uses a screener more often than, than not to get a mismatch that he wants. And they're, so they're not necessarily running a screen and roll. They're running a screen to get an isolation for Luca. Here's the thing about isolations for Luca that drives everyone crazy. They want to see pick and roll. And I understand why, but Luca's making the correct basketball play and isolating most of the time (laughs) because Luca is scoring 36 points a game where he was before tonight. So. I I I do understand the call for them to run a little more offense. They just haven't really been. I I like I like Green as the short roller though. I he he's been doing some fun stuff there.
3: Well, even if not, let's say some of the sets that you run, why wouldn't you put Luka in the low block so that way he expends less energy and iso him on that side and then he could see the whole floor and pass out of the double teams and we could have a 4 on 3. You know. I just don't understand some of the coaching maneuvers that, that were made, you know, at all. And then Luca pissed me off. Quit settling for damn, you know, three pointers. Well, he wasn't starters. getting a lot of
0: calls inside tonight. He was, he was getting, he was getting hit a lot. I mean, I definitely the refs didn't decide this game, though. The Mavs missing seven free throws, sure as hell did. True. Um, but it, it's he was. I think he got kind of tired of getting hit. There were a couple, like one where he hit a stand, like the basket stanchion, and it's. It's I, I I agree with you that he needs to go in, but I
3: also don't
0: entirely blame him for some of the settled shots.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Dinwiddie also kind of settled. He fell in love with three pointer also. Yeah, you know? and then the switches were horrible. The defense. I'm like, you guys gave no respect to this team at all.
0: Come on. Well, it's you know. Bulbul giving the Mavericks the business is really painful. Um, There, there were, there were a lot of of maddening elements to this game because when like Paolo is not in the game, there's, there's just not a good reason why they lost this one. It's, it's, it's real bad.
3: Yeah. Well, I hope they bounce back tomorrow, but you know, certain things have to go. I mean, my opinion, kids got to make some calls, you know, on, uh, forcing Luca's hand or changing up the, the offense enough where if Tim's not hitting, we try something else, anything else, bring Bertrand's in, bring Frankie in, you know, it's just the same old thing. You know, it's just Luca has to get pissed for somebody to get kicked out of the game in Javel. You know, is that going to have to be the same thing with Timmy? I understand Timmy's going to have to eventually, you know, we have to work him in, but man. After four or five attempts, and and Timmy doesn't have it, and he's not playing D. That's rough.
0: Well, the Timmy stuff is very frustrating because he looked so good Monday, and then he goes down with the hip injury, and then he immediately looks
3: terrible again. Yeah. You know, I I hope he's feeling better, but it's just the coaching is just perplexing to me. You know, it's just, man, this is going to be a maddening season when we have these bipolar games.
0: I I mean, Bobby in the chat is saying like, we really, the Mavericks really need a trade. I agree. I just don't think it's coming. I really don't. I I think Davis Bertan's knee is scrambled eggs at this point. I I don't expect like hoping him to come, uh, hoping for him to come back is one thing, but it's like, we need that guy's energy. And it's, there's just elements of this team where like when things look bad, they look awful. Oh yeah. But when they look good, they look great. I mean the 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 long on the long enough timeline, I expect Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith to start hitting their shots because right now you have Luca who is obviously amazing, but his three-point shot is coming and going. You have um Spencer Dinwiddie who's hitting his three-point shots at a rate that is so much higher than his career average. I don't know how to process that. Then you have Reggie who couldn't hit water if he was, you know, throwing a rock in the ocean. Dorian's a little hit or miss right now. He's also not getting the volume. And then you have Josh Green who's shooting 80% from the floor. Like there's just a lot of like weirdness that sorts itself out eventually. And, you know, I do we all should probably recall how bad the basketball was at points last year. I mean, Reggie yeah. was unplayable. And somebody said it's like, oh, we got – a lot of people are saying, okay, well, we got to give him fewer minutes or easier shots. And I don't necessarily know what the answer is there because the answer is not, like, replacing him with Tim. I firmly don't think that if you have, like – let's just get – like, if they were to do something truly wild, like start Josh Green and Dwight Powell together, I don't know. That's, that's just a lot. It's a lot, and I, 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 nice, I don't yeah. know what the, any of the answers are, is I guess. you know, Okay, good question. This is a great question. Stand. Marcellus yeah. in the chat says, how much easier can it get for Reggie? Well, Reggie's not taking eight threes a game, which is what he was doing for a significant portion down the stretch. Maybe not eight, but at least six. And right now he got three shots in X amount of minutes. Why? Because people are sticking to him like glue. Um, and then the shots he is getting, he's just missing horribly. So I I don't know I mean they do need to try something to work him out because he's played too many minutes in a row right. you know I, I mentioned the hundred and two minutes or whatever it was and then five total points that's just brutal
3: well you know I'm I'm really worried more about the body language of, of Bullock and Kleber you know DFS I'm not worried about you know yeah those guys the body language really worries me you know.
0: Yeah, the Ma- Maxie hit a couple of threes tonight, though, didn't he? I think he
3: only oh. hit two.
0: Re- Tobias says Maxie has never hit a layup, never seen anything like him. He hit that crazy up and under today that had the announce crew, like, going, what? That
3: <laughs> it was, was, it was something. It. I, um, I, yeah, if I bet my house on that, I would have lost it.
0: Well, thanks for hanging out with us, man.
3: Great to hear from you, Kirk, and, man... So glad to be back on, feeling strong enough. Thank you so for putting these things on. Your crew is doing an amazing job with the articles, man. I, I appreciate that. Article. I love it. I tell my friends about you guys. I, I, I look forward to more articles from you guys. Thank you so much, Kurt. Sure appreciate thing. You do.
0: Absolutely. Um, and if you guys missed it yesterday, this just kills me. Because like, his talk still sits in our Slack. He, you know, we talk with them. I talk to them every, you know, probably once a week. Different time zones and whatnot. But like all of a sudden he's on Tim McMahon's YouTube show. Just there talking, hanging out. He just he doesn't say anything that's like, come on, come on, his talk. Tell us you're gonna be on the show. Um man. Uh Coop in the chat says, any chance the Mavs ship Javel before the year is up? They can't trade him until at least December 15th. I don't know if they do. This it, it's it is such a bad sign. <laughs> it's just it, somebody called it the worst contract of the off season. I don't remember who it wasn't one of us. It was like, like national commentator. And I thought that was a bit much, but I don't know. It's, it's the guy just tonight was probably the game where we I was really expecting from him. If I'm honest with you, where he puts up stats, but they're kind of useless uh, because he was just getting scored on, but he had, you know, four points and six rebounds. And that's, that's gotta be one of his more productive rebounding. games. I don't think he's at a block. Panda Hank, I think, pointed this out. I don't think I don't think Javale's had a block since the third game of the season. Like woof, that's like Luca, you know, gets more blocks than that. Um, okay, I don't really see anything else in the chat. We are going to be back. Um, it is just uh, one game. Um, remember when we laughed about somebody? Marcellus says, remember when we laughed about uh, DJ getting signed in free agency? Woo, brother uh yeah and tobias says i don't think mcgee cares i I don't think mcgee cares either which is like he got you know his, his guaranteed 18 million or whatever it is so i don't think he minds where he ends up because the other teams that wanted to sign him were good teams like the bucks were who he were one of the other teams he was interested in um all right half hours Uh, you know i can't believe we got a half hour out of that game because it really wasn't that much to talk about there um Come to Mavs Moneyball. We've written some stuff. We've kind of pulled back a little bit just because with so many games, we have a lot of game coverage, things like that. Um, where we're not writing as much we're not writing as much like off day game articles just because I don't want people's work to get buried that show up to the site. But yeah, thank you for hanging out and uh I will see you guys tomorrow night. Go Mavs.